Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Roberta Hughes. Roberta is the founder and lead instructor at Peaceful Living. After COVID-19 changed the way people connect in fitness classes, specifically for yoga, pilates, and meditation, Roberta launched the Peaceful Living platform with a philosophy that proper training and body awareness can help people to achieve their health and wellness goals, live without pain, reduce the impact of stress. Roberta decided to take the approach and obtain the highest quality of life. So I am super excited to welcome Roberta Hughes to the show. Welcome, Roberta. Thank you so much for having me on this show, Sarah. I'm very excited because the topics that you focus on are things that I know that I would massively benefit from, but don't do enough of. So I am very excited to learn more for myself and also share this with my listeners so first of all, let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, Roberta, about your story, because I know that you've also been through a divorce. So would you mind sharing with my listeners what you went through? Sure. I was married for almost 20 years. I met my ex-husband when I was 19 years old, and he was in the military, so we moved around quite a bit. And it wasn't until we finally settled into one spot that the relationship was obviously not working. I think all of the years of moving around, keeping us busy, raising small children, it seemed like everything was good and going well. But then once he retired and we stayed in one spot, things started to fall apart. And I spent a lot of time trying to be responsible for all of it. That was probably my own personality, having been young, having um, an ambitious way of doing things, I felt like I could make the relationship work all by myself. And finally came to terms in about 2016 that that wasn't the case and that I couldn't be responsible for all of it. And I made the hard decision to leave the marriage. I mean, it's very hard, isn't it? When when the relationship is breaking down, you've got children, it's a very big decision to make. It's not just impacting you, it's impacting the whole family, isn't it? So how did you get to that point where it tipped so you were like, okay, I need to take the step? I had been seeing a therapist probably for about 10 years prior to making that choice. And I would go through cycles where things would feel terrible and then they would get a little bit better and a little bit better. And I kept going through the cycle over and over. And I just remember the September before I made the choice, um, being with my therapist. And she said, you've done this cycle so many times, you can keep doing it and you'll be fine. And I went home that day and realized that I wanted more for my life and for my children's lives, even though I knew it was going to be hard. And I made the choice. I didn't want to keep doing the same cycle forever, even though it was familiar, it was easy. I was miserable. I was unhappy. I felt like a fraction of the person that I wanted to be in the world. 
Sometimes that is one of the motivations because when you mentioned your kids there, a lot of the time as a mum, we'll do more for our kids than we will for ourselves. And when we see that actually the kids are learning that this is what a marriage is and this is what love is, and it's maybe not as healthy or as functional as it could be, then it's time to step up and say, okay, this is not okay for my kids. And I know a lot of my clients left because really, even though it was a hard decision, they realized for them it was best as well. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough step to make, but you made it and you went on your own healing journey. So tell us a little bit about how that went for you. Sure. So it took about a year to finalize the divorce and to split up the households and That was a painful process, but it's like you're on a fast moving train. Everything happens so quickly. You don't even realize all of the emotions that you're feeling. And for me, it wasn't until I was completely out of the relationship and on my own that those emotions came to the surface. And I took the time and the care to process them, to work through them, to begin my own healing journey and to figure out who I wanted to be and how to be in relationships with others, not just a romantic relationship, but all of the relationships in my life started to change after the divorce. It does have a a ripple effect on everything, doesn't it? And and I'm fascinated by the work that you do because, you know, what's going on in our heads, our mind with the divorce and the stress and those different emotions is also carried in the body, isn't it? And, you know, thinking things through and talking things through with the, with a coach like me or a therapist like you had for many years, you know, that, that's one way of dealing with things. But there's still the residue that's left in the body, which is why I'm such a big advocate of the yoga, the Pilates, that, you know, the things that you talk about and that you do for your work. So please tell us, should we start with yoga about how yoga can help, you know, what it is for people that have never tried it maybe and, and how it can really help you with that mind body connection that it gives? Sure. So yoga is a mind body practice and it really is designed to help connect the brain and the breath and movement all together. And when the brain is connected to the breath, it's unable to think about other things. So if you have excessive thoughts, if you have emotions that are making you think certain things in your mind, to move away from those thoughts, connecting to the breath is your vehicle to do that. And adding movement with the yoga postures gives the modality a a bigger effect than meditation because with meditation, you're sitting still. Sometimes people become more uncomfortable. The movement of yoga, the challenge of the postures continuing to look for the breath and connect to the breath all help to settle the mind and bring more clarity and focus. So it's a great way if you are maybe overwhelmed, maybe, or if you're you know, overstressed, is that, is that what you're saying? So helping you to slow down even with the yoga. Absolutely. Um, it can help with anxiety. It can help with stress. It can help bring your heart rate down. Forward bending really helps um, to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. So anytime you're feeling anxious, stressed, just doing a forward fold and breathing a few deep breaths can help bring and regulate your heart rate, your flight or fight response. It can help reduce that. It's a lot of fight or flight and working and living in that adrenaline state where you're constantly panicking and you're under so much stress. 
So, and so that can give you almost an immediate boost if you're in that situation. It really can. And I say a little goes a long way. Sometimes when people think of starting a yoga practice, it feels overwhelming. It feels like more things to do. But even looking for one yoga pose and just learning to dive into the pose fully and breathe and let go of the thoughts and the anxiety can be so beneficial for your body and your mind. Can you suggest one that might be simple for people to do? I mean, I know some people aren't watching it on YouTube, but the people that are listening on the podcast, you know, is there anything that you can give them that they could maybe try? Absolutely. My favorite, it's called legs up the wall. And all you do is lie on your back and you put your legs straight up the wall. It's an inversion. So it helps to reverse the flow of blood and improve circulation in the legs. It helps to calm the body and relax the central nervous system. And almost everybody can do it. Okay, that sounds like fun. I like the idea of that. So legs <laughs> up the wall. So you just shuffle up to the wall, put your legs up straight. Do they have to be straight or slightly bent? It'll depend on your hamstring flexibility. So if your hamstrings are tight, your legs will be bent. If your hamstrings are not tight, your legs can be straight. So whatever is comfortable for your body and doable. How would you stay in that position for, would you say? You can set a timer anywhere from one minute to five minutes. You could put on your favorite song. You could listen to a guided meditation. You could close your eyes and just breathe. So anything that you want to do, set a timer because that timer will take care of the time for you and just stay until the timer rings. I love that. Legs up the wall. I'm going to be trying that after this and see how it works. I mean, these things are great because they're simple and they can change how you feel straight away. And that's what I love because, you know, there's just so many clients I've seen who maybe have been in therapy for years and, you know, or they're carrying a lot of stress around them right now. And they don't realize that just small things they could do right now can dial down those intensity of those negative emotions. And they can, even if it's just dialing down from a 10 to an eight, that's still going to make a massive difference in what you're able to do and cope with moving forward. So, I mean, thank you for sharing that. That's powerful. Okay, you mentioned meditation there. And yeah, this is one that I have to say I struggle with because sitting still (laughs) and uh, focusing on one thing is something that I struggle with a lot, as my PA will tell you. Um, So I guess one of the things I find that works for me is if I'm out for a walk and I'm sort of moving, then I can then focus on things and concentrate on, you know, what's around me and being in the moment. But sitting, and you said earlier, you know, sometimes you can get uncomfortable. That's me. I get uncomfortable. My legs hurt. My back hurts. I'm like, oh, and then my mind's distracted. So please share some insights, some ideas, because I know that some of my listeners might be resonating with what I'm saying too. Absolutely. So I love to think of meditation as an investment in your spiritual bank account. So even if you can do 30 seconds or 60 seconds, it's better than nothing at all. It's like investing $1 a day versus $1 a month. So the more often you can find these 30 second, 60 second intervals, the better. And I have created what I call a Zen break. And I offer that through Peaceful Living. And these meditations are anywhere from two minutes to seven minutes long. And you can do them sitting at your desk. You can do them standing in the line at the grocery store. You can do them sitting in the carpool line if you're picking up children. And then I also offer guided meditation in the form of yoga nidra. And this might be where you would want to begin just knowing how 
much you're on the go, you're on stage, you're speaking, you're talking. Um, these guided meditations are like a guided nap. All you have to do is lie down and listen. So if you can remember what it was like as a child being read to, that's what these guided meditations are like. And they help you go through the five levels of consciousness and really tap into the deep healing benefits inside of your body. I like that, a guided nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Okay, so you, you mentioned the five levels of consciousness there. Just explain what you mean by that, because you know, five different levels. So when we're awake, we're completely awake and aware. When we move down into the deeper levels of consciousness, it's the level just before falling asleep that we're going into in a guided meditation. So your mind is slightly aware. You might fall asleep and you might have thought that you fell asleep, but your ears are still listening and hearing and receiving um, the benefit of the meditation. So that's two levels, but there's another three, are there? <laughs> yeah, I don't have all of them in front of me. No, I'm just interested. I didn't realize there were so many levels. I mean, conscious, unconscious, yeah, but there were all these others that I wasn't, I wasn't aware of. That. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Okay, so, I mean, I love the idea of a guided nap. That to me sounds good. But obviously, you know, for some people listening, they may be, you know, really uh, enjoying the meditation and be able to do that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how meditation is able to work and, and what are the benefits from doing meditation? Sure. So the benefit of meditation is redirecting the mind. Oftentimes people think that meditation means that you're sitting in this blissful state, but anyone who meditates will tell you it's more of a muscle that you train. So your brain wants to be thinking about A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole alphabet, and you'll just continue to come back to one thing. I like to use the breath as the thing that you come back to over and over and over again. And by redirecting the mind, you help to quiet the thoughts, you help to release stress, and you help to bring the body into a calmer state. And I love the idea that even just 30 seconds, 60 seconds a day is going to have a positive impact. Again, that's something that that sounds easy to use for most people who are maybe commuting to work or, you know, just juggling the kids and everything else that we have to do. So that's great that just a small little bit a day will help you build that muscle. Yeah. If you're commuting on public transportation, you know, putting on just some white noise in your ear 
and practicing again. I love to set timers because the timer then takes care of the time for you and your brain isn't worried about the time. So if you've chosen 30 seconds, commit to 30 seconds and do that as often as you can. And you'll be surprised at how you start to respond differently. I tell people who are a little nervous to try meditation or say they can't sit still long enough to just dive in a little bit at a time. If you were to start um, training for a marathon, you wouldn't go out and run a full mile if you've never even run one mile. So to think that you could sit down and meditate for five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, that's unrealistic. So start with these little increments of time. And then over time, you'll be looking forward to how that makes you feel and how you're receiving the benefits of it. And then you might be able to increase the time. That's very true, actually. You do start small and then build up. So I guess, and also once you start to see the benefits, you'll probably want to do it more anyway. So it'll become quite addictive, I imagine, with that there'll be a ability to escape from you know, the stresses in our mind, which, you know, when you're going through a breakup can be really all consuming at times. So, okay, well, I love that. And then Pilates. So tell us a little bit about this, because I have tried this. This is one that I have done. And it takes quite a lot of concentration, right? Yes. So Pilates, uh, the five principles of Pilates are concentration, control, centering, breathing, and flowing movement. So the three C's, concentration, centering, and control, are what we normally begin with when we're teaching new students about the practice. The breath and the flowing movement are layers that are added in layer later. Um, concentration really makes the person become aware of how their body is moving, the way that they're trying to execute the movement, and connecting to the deeper muscles inside of the body. So with Pilates, we're really connecting to the powerhouse, which is from the armpits to the hips, front to back, side to side. So your whole cylinder, um, that is your center of movement. And to create grace and ease of movement in your body, you really do have to concentrate and figure out where that movement is coming from. And over time, people become more balanced, more confident in their movement. They feel better in their bodies. Some people even say they are a little bit taller because we really elongate the muscles in Pilates and then support them with strength. And there are different types of Pilates are there because the reformer is one that I've tried, but I know there's other types as well. So the equipment is the same. The two types of Pilates are classical Pilates and contemporary Pilates. And then they have created a new piece of equipment called the Proformer, which is really more of a hybrid style of Pilates. Classical Pilates was started by Joseph Pilates, and he created this modality for himself. He was a boxer, and he created it to help his body be as strong as possible. What he learned later is that it also supported his immune system. So he ended up in internment camp during the Spanish flu, and he taught this practice to all of the people in the camp, and nobody died. So it was kind of this incredible way of learning how to move limp through the body, how to work with the breath, how to keep your body healthy and boost your immune system. That's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, it just shows that, you know, there's a lot that we can do to take control of what's going on inside. It's not all about medication or, you know, external help. It's really looking inside and being able to, you know, movement, strengthen, 
focus on different things it's going to have a really strong healing impact on your body is that what is that what your message is absolutely and joseph pilates in his very first book said movement heals and i truly believe that as we move our body we move out the junk that's stored there and our emotional hurt and our emotional trauma gets stored in the body and creates pain it creates suffering it creates a heaviness So sometimes you might become more overweight, you might become more depressed. The more you can move your body, the better you're going to start to feel and help that healing process. Yeah, for people listening, I think, well, yeah, it sounds good, but you know, how do I get started with this? Is it online or do you have to go to a class? I mean, I think there's a huge benefit from going to classes if you can. COVID, you know, at the moment. I mean, over here in the UK, we're we're getting back to normal touch with, but you know, going to class gives you that social environment, which I think is really important. But can you do this online as well, Roberta? Absolutely. So I used to teach classes in studios prior to COVID. And then during COVID, I knew a lot of people who had lost their studios and lost their practice. So I started teaching classes on Facebook Live just as a service. I didn't charge for any of it, but then I started to record and create videos. And now I have a whole platform with on-demand and then also live stream classes. And even in our live stream classes, it's interesting because people are tuning in from all over the world and we're there together. We can talk in our chat, just like you and I are here on the screen. When I teach a Zoom class, I ask questions, we interact, we build community. So people start to get to know each other that way. And they can fit it in between their work schedule if they're still working from home and on Zoom calls, or I have some people who log in later in the evening um, and they can attend the live stream or the on-demand class. And the benefits have been amazing. I've had quite a few women that are in their 70s start yoga for the very first time with me in this way. And I'm always amazed to hear their feedback and how they're now, their knees aren't hurting, their hips aren't hurting, they're feeling better in their bodies. And they do have that sense of community. I make a point of interacting with every student who takes a class with me. I like to get to know them. I like to get to know what their bodies need, what their lives need, how to support them and offer that in my live stream classes. Well, that sounds fantastic. And anyone can join in. So where can people listening right now, Roberta, where can they find you? On my website, it's peacefulliving.com and peaceful has two L's and then living. So my class schedule is there and all of my offerings are there. The on-demand library is there as well. Um, So I would love for people to- On Instagram as well. And on Instagram, Roberta underscore Peaceful Living. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been enlightening for me and I'm sure many of my listeners and I'm excited to give it a go. So I will be dialing in to do one of your classes for sure. One last question for you. I ask all my guests, Roberta, and that is my podcast, as you know, it's called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you so you can tap into it when you need to along the way. So what is happiness for you, Roberta? 
Happiness comes in each moment and all you have to do is look for it. It could be the way the sun is setting or shining in the sky. It could be the way the leaves are blowing in the wind. It could be a warm cup of tea or coffee. So I look for little moments of happiness weaved throughout my entire day and to try to find joy in the small things because then you can really embrace when joyful moments happen in a big way. What a wonderful answer. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Roberta, for sharing all your tips and advice there. And thank you for being a fabulous guest. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I would love to see you try Legs Up the Wall and let me know how it goes. And I would be happy to recommend a video for you or a class for you. Oh, thank you so much, Roberta. It's been a joy chatting to you today. Same here. Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode. Do be sure to head on over to peacefulliving.com to find out more about Roberta and all her classes. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.